Welcome to the show. Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. On this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track personal and professional success. If you haven't already, do consider subscribing and following the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. And thank you so much for those who are receiving value from the podcast for leaving us a rating and a review to help us grow the show and reach more people seeking this style of content. And your support of the podcast most certainly is appreciated. Can you train your brain to make you happier is our topic for today. One of the really cool things that you're going to find in this episode, apart from it being one of the more fun episodes that doesn't challenge you so deeply, is that there's a bit of neuroscience that I'm going to share with you right now, after which I'm going to give you a brief intro, then I'm going to share with you proof in the form of exercises that you can do to really see this science that I'm getting ready to tell you right now in effect or in action. But neuroscience says that we can actually make positive patterns much more automatic, which actually alters the structure of our brain and creates a new tendency for us to spot negativity, turn away from it, which in turn gives us an opportunity to move very, very closely toward happiness on a day-to-day basis. Brain training exercises, as you've seen, take on two different formats, family. One, there's a little application that you run on your phone. It's going to take you through some steps that will literally exercise your brain in the same way that cardio does for the body or weight training does for the muscles. Well, when you work on those exercises, you're actually stimulating the brain. With the stimulation, you're able to get exercise, and from the exercise, you'll be able to strengthen that muscle. Yes, the brain is a muscle. Well, this other form of exercise is a little bit more involved, but not a lot. What this involves is us really having a different well-being, a different perception about ourselves. We're literally and intentionally, family, paying attention to what we're doing, our memories, our emotions, and by doing so in a way where We see literally what makes us tick. We can actually physically change the structure of our brain through neuroplasticity. This reorganization in the forming of these new neurological connections also, in the same way that the application did, strengthens our mind and our resolve, but at a much deeper level. So much so that we can begin to understand how we have been programmed in our first seven years of existence and what things we can do to undo some of the programming that we don't particularly care for. This just literally some very basic consistency-based practices that's going to help us build this muscle, but more so 
within our conscious and subconscious minds, but it also has an added benefit, which is stress reduction, increase in mood, then certainly from a cognitive standpoint, we're going to be much sharper. We're going to be far more keen and we're going to be, as we've mentioned, more self-aware of when we're changing states and for what reasons. Finally, like any brain training exercise of this sort, where awareness is at the epicenter, we also want to make sure that we're thinking about mindfulness and meditation as a holistic practice where each day we have dedicated cycles to discipline ourselves, to sit down and simply for 15 minutes focus on nothing more than our heart rate, feeling the beat of your heart or the rise and fall of your stomach or your chest. And anytime something pops in your mind, you're writing it down in your journal next to you and then you go right back in. This process also has the ability to feed into the whole narrative about changing the brain through neuroplasticity. How does this relate, though, to making you more happy? In the introduction, family, what we said is that neuroplasticity would have an opportunity, if we're faithful and consistent, to remove negativity through awareness, replacing it with positivity, which inherently has a tendency to move in the direction of happiness in the same way that negativity has a propensity to move in the direction of sadness. I'm going to share with you six really fun exercises that you can do that will begin to build these muscles, not in the same way as the app, but to really help you get into your operating system, what makes your body tick, what makes your being unique, and what will help you to understand the things that you identify with and will defend. The first of which is to do five daily acts of kindness. All this is, is you taking an opportunity to engage in kindness, to engage in fostering a culture of compassion. You can exercise empathy. And what you're going to find is by you practicing this, and doing these five daily acts of kindness toward yourself, toward your family, toward your co-workers, toward some entity that you're intimately involved with, you're going to find is there's a cool ripple effect. And the ripple effect is positivity. And this positivity, just as I've recently stated, or now for the third time, has a propensity to move you in the direction of positivity. Moreover, when you have a mind that's focused on kindness, you can't be mean at the same time. In the same way, if you have a mind that's focused on positivity, you can't be negative. We want to stack the odds in our favor that as we're applying this, we're moving closer to happiness. And we're doing the things that will facilitate and promote happiness. 
someone is thinking already, well, what's the compounder? How do we enhance this? Great thought. You enhance this with gratitude, focusing on the things that really make us feel alive, that make us feel fulfilled, that give us gratefulness, our family, our jobs, our health, where we used to be versus where we are today, the opportunity for us to make meaningful change in this world, the opportunity to help someone move out of a jacked up state into a nice state. All of these things will help us to live a much more abundant life. And when you live life from a position of love, joy, peace, abundance, then guess what? You're again moving closer to being on purpose and by default happier. All of this work, just to hinge it, is a result of you doing some brain training exercises that take you out of states that don't work for you and place you in states that can work for you or move you closer to happiness. I want you to appreciate the things that you have. I want you to celebrate your victories. And if you're religious, I want you to tally up all of your blessings, write those down, and think on these things all during the day how fortunate you are for all of the things that you're able to think of. Number three is to find an opportunity to get outside, to get some sun on your skin. I do a meditative walk, and in that meditative walk, I exclude all of the other things that are going on around me except for those things that appear in nature, that I hear as a result of being in nature. I have a park, there's all sorts of birds and insects and squirrels and rabbits, <laughs> just a variety of things going on, sometimes skunks. I'm wanting to hear what they have to say. I'm blocking out cars, I'm blocking out horns, I'm blocking out dogs that are barking at this, that, and the other. And I'm focused squarely on nature. What are the trees saying? What are the birds saying? What are the plants saying? What are the animals, wild animals, saying? I'm immersing myself in that environment. What tends to happen when you do that is you enter into a very tranquil place. And by connecting with the world in that manner, you're able to rejuvenate your spirit. And when you rejuvenate your spirit, that is an uplifting act. It enhances your well-being. Once again, if you do this consistently, like I do, then you have this as a part of your day to help you move from a less fortunate state to a more fortunate state where again, you're getting closer to the realm of happiness. You're restructuring the mind to be more conscious of the things that are cool, the things that are awesome, the things that promote well-being rather than the opposites. 
And then as thoughts are coming into your mind, this is number four, you're going to restructure those. You're just not going to allow any old thought to enter your mind and you just accept at face value whatever it says, whatever it's trying to get you to ruminate on. You're not going to do that anymore. If something pops into your head as an example and says, hey, you know what? (sighs) Everybody in your family has stunk and you stink too. Well, you're not going to accept that and just begin to feel all of the feelings that are associated with typically feeling like you stink. You're going to say, I do not stink. There may have been some things in time past that I wasn't perfect at, but I didn't stink. There may have been some things that I had a desire to do at a certain level, and maybe I didn't hit that mark, but I didn't stink, and I don't stink now. And I know that having a growth mindset is going to allow me to get better and better over time to a point where I will be able to master those. I don't accept what I used to be, but I do embrace what I'm going to be. This is how you talk back to those negative thoughts. You may have to do it more than one time. If you feel the need to really give that a much more powerful silver lining, go for it. This is all for you to make you feel better, to get you in a place where you don't feel bogged down by these types of thoughts and they don't limit your life. We want you to be limitless and to be limitless, you're again moving toward happiness rather than the converse. When you have an event that takes place that you participated in that you did incredibly well, we want you to absolutely magnify that and amplify it. Just make a daggum good time in your mind about that, about the achievement of that goal, whatever it was that you did, the dream, the aspiration, the milestone, whatever the win was, celebrate it like you've never celebrated before. By doing so, that too is going to uplift you. It's going to also provide for you momentum. So when it's time for you to do something else, you will be well ready to do it because you'll have this ready reference from just a little while ago that you can use to stay motivated and encouraged. Finally, I want you to consider your values and I want you to affirm your most important values as often as you can. This is fundamental for regulating how you desire to be on a go-forward basis. This is going to put you in the driver's seat of what your future looks like. When you know that the locus of control is internal to you, it's easy for you to sit back, take a close look at your values and those that are most important to you, begin to say them, write them on a card, review them often, three times a day. And if you're really, really astute, take some time to visualize those values that they burn deep into your subconscious. And anything that burns deep into your subconscious gets written to long-term memory. And then the subconscious goes to work for you to make those things a reality. Anytime you take 
the necessary steps to affirm your values. It serves as a compass for guiding your actions and your decisions. It really helps you to align with the truest version of yourself, your highest version, some might say. When you have a sense of purpose and authenticity of this level, there isn't anything you can't do. Come to think about it, if you're operating in this specific realm, certainly by all accounts, you're going to be much more happier. It's through these training exercises that we have facilitated neuroplasticity to the extent that we have built a brand new neurological system to put us in the driver's seat to help us to have a construct or methodology that moves us away from where we used to be. Through these changes and through this building process, we train ourselves on what positivity looks like. We embrace positivity and that positivity moves us in our brain to a place of happiness by default. I want to leave you with this before we close out. I follow the work of Sean Ecker. This is what Sean has to say about our topic. Happiness is not the belief that we don't need to change. It's the realization that we can. In closing, family, anything that you desire to do, you can do it. Just as we learned today, the awesome capability that each of us innately possess to change the structure of our brain, to train our brains to help us be happier. This is just one feather in your hat. There's so many other things that you can do to further your growth and your development. To the extent that we can, we'll continue to publish content like this to help you with that journey. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and your attention. You can reach me on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. And I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. And until next time, take care and be safe.